0: Good morning, my fellow Mr. Ganders. Good morning, my fellow Americans. Here we are with another week of hammering down and making sure that this governor does not get reelected in 2022. But I just wanted to get on here and cover on some of the questions that I've been getting. But number 1, just so you're all aware, folks, I'm getting very censored obviously, so I've made a lot of these videos on all of these questions before, but you have to make sure, okay? So what I'm trying to do is spread out our content to all my different platforms. So if I'm getting censored on Facebook, you're still going to be able to watch all my lives on YouTube. If I'm getting censored on TikTok, which I just got banned from TikTok again for a week from doing lives for something I said about mask, then I'm going to make sure that I'm doing my Instagram live, which I'm doing right now. I'm also on Rumble. I have our Telegram group. So I am everywhere. Okay so just because I don't answer a question on Facebook trust me I've answered it it's on my YouTube YouTube channel but you have to make sure that you subscribe to it so in the link of the description of this video you can find my YouTube channel it's Garrett from Michigan all right subscribe to it so all of my videos that I've done over the thousands and thousands of hours of videos that I have done. They're all on there. If you want to watch them on, go ahead. Uh, But just make sure that you're keeping up on everything that we're doing because the news cycle is changing very fast. So just to get the elephant out of the room, because I still get a lot of the questions like, are you pro-Second Amendment? And I'm like, where have you been, right? I'm pro-God, pro-gun, pro-life, pro-family pro president Trump's America's first agenda. All right. So these are the things I'm going to continue to get out there and push. So all of, you know, where I stand with a lot of these things, but they're all there. You can also go to Garrett from Michigan.com and go to our issues section. And you're going to see all the issues. Now we, there's going to be more depth as we evolve this conversation away from lockdowns and what our plan is for the state. But just like I told you many, many times before, We don't even know where the state's going to be like in a year. And so right now, that's why you see the Hillsdale little tag right here, because I'm going to Hillsdale County today, meeting with some people, meeting with an um, economics professor from Hillsdale. I'm meeting with a constitutionalist. I'm starting to get my team together to start getting a plan in place so we can execute that plan. So let's just talk about some of the things that were asked of me on one post this morning. I just want to make sure that everybody's perfectly clear on where I stand on this stuff. So immigration, right? Where where do I stand on immigration? I'm not against immigration, just like President Trump was not against immigration. But you always have to go to a step further and answer that question with a little bit more depth. Politicians will just kind of skate around the issue and not give depth to it. If I don't have the answer to something, I'm going to come on here and tell you to your face, but I'm going to look it up, come up with a plan, etc. But immigration, I'm for legal immigration. And here's why. Number one, For all the people who have immigrated to this country legally, they did the work, they did the time, they earned it. And that's what our society is kind of evolving out of is rewarding laziness, rewarding people who break the rules. Rules are there for a reason. Now, no system is perfect, but the systems can adapt, improvise, and overcome any potential challenges as it evolves into a better system. So when you come here illegally, And we're giving you health care. We're giving you driver's licenses. All that stuff should not be accessible to people who have come in here illegally, folks. We got to cut them off of the nipple. Now, the Democrats want them to all to come in and not have voter ID. So there's just more votes for them. Um, And when they do that, it just hammers down our economy and and kills all the hardworking men and women who go who've gone here legally. Right. And done all the necessary steps to become a citizen. And we just basically spit in their face when we're helping all these people and say, hey, if you get across the border, the government's going to be here to help you. We got to cut it. You do not get special privilege if you come here illegally. If, if, in retrospect, there's going to be punishments. We're going to deport you. We're not going to shuttle you and your family around the different states, the Democrat-ran states. And that's what's happened in the state of Michigan with all the illegals coming across the border. There has been shuttling going, I think, Adrian, Michigan, Albion, Michigan, right? And we're, we're helping. Look, I, I'm all about humanity. But you have to have these rules put in place. And that's why I have been pro-wall, that build the wall at the southern border. And guess what that wall is going to do? It's going to funnel people into what's called entrances. It's not like we're just going to build a Berlin Wall and cut out all people coming in. No, we're going to have entrances for people to come in legally so we can do background checks. We can stop the flow of drugs. We can stop the sex trafficking that's going on with women and young children. Right. Those are the things that we have to stop. So build a wall. I'm so excited that Texas, God bless Texas. I think Arizona's doing it now. They're just going to finish the wall. They're not waiting for the federal government. The states are taking control and say, hey, we're going to finish it. And that's what needs to happen when our federal government is dropping the ball. That's just my humble opinion. So I'm all for legal immigration. If you come here illegally, we need to deport you. You don't get special treatment. We're not going to hold your hand. Sorry, folks. We have to cut it. And we got to cut it right there. Because if if not, people are just going to say, as long as I can make it across the border, I've made it. And you know what? It's funny how the leftists always try to condition to program us that, you know, our country sucks. Um, Those of us who love our country, love our flag, love America's first agenda, that we're racist. Right. It's garbage. It's total hot garbage. And that's the narrative that they'll continue to push. But I don't see anybody swimming from Florida to Cuba. So obviously our country is pretty amazing. Our country's pretty special when we have people traveling thousands of miles on foot and train to try to get in here. And I get it. However, they have to do it the right way. And those who do it the right way, that's when they get the support and the help. OK, but I'm sorry, it's not going to make everybody happy out there. But it's pretty amazing how the leftists say that we're all racist and we're, we're against immigration. We're not. We're we're for common sense solutions and just allowing open borders, allowing everybody to come in here. It's, it's not going to do well for our economy. Um, and that's what's happening right now is we have a president and usually a president. It takes them months to destroy a country. He's doing it in a matter of month or excuse me. It takes president years to destroy a country. He's doing it in a matter of months. So immigration stuff, done. Unemployment fraud. Holy cow. Like as a business owner, we were dealing with unemployment before this crisis hit and already. I am for unemployment. I am for welfare. Those are systems put in place to help people get on their feet. And I'm all about helping people. However, temporary. That That's what that means is we get you back on your feet. However, then it's time for you to live the American dream, get a job and support your family. OK, or go to college, whatever you want to do. But it's temporary. Unemployment has evolved way before this crisis because as a business owner, I was dealing with this hot garbage when people are getting fired and quitting. there, collecting unemployment for years. And the system has gotten so corrupt. So just there's no accountability. There's no follow through. So you have all these people taking advantage of the unemployment agency right now. And I'm not saying just nix the unemployment. I'm saying, hey, there's rules in place and they have to prove to the unemployment agency that they're going out and trying to find a job. But what's happening right now is people are doing it a little bit like they'll go apply to three different jobs and they submit the paperwork and say, hey, I submitted that paperwork. I'm looking for a job, but they never show up to the interview. So there has to be a system put in place where there's follow through not only on the person who's collecting unemployment on proving that they are actually looking for a job, but there's also follow through from the other side who's running unemployment agency to cut people off when they're not following through. Now, no system is perfect, but those systems are put in place for temporary help, folks. We can't just continue to support people to stay at home or give them unemployment benefits and work part time like what our governor wants to do. That doesn't make any sense. Or giving people the federal unemployment money of giving them a three hundred dollar a week bonus for coming back to work. How about the workers who have not stopped working? How about we give them a bonus? How about we reward hard work instead of rewarding laziness? Common sense, folks. It's not that hard. Unfortunately, it's not so common with some of these governmental run um, agencies. So unemployment, we got to clean it up. And we have to enforce the laws um, that unemployment has put in place and make sure there's follow through with the unemployment agency. Right? Line five, I've made several videos on line five. I still get this question. Are you pro line five? Yes, I'm pro line five. However, here's where we're going to talk and get a little bit more depth with it. I am for the natural resources of our beautiful state. I hunt. I fish with my boys. I love the beauty of our state. And can you even imagine if oil leaked into our great lakes? Right. So just having a pipeline, an old pipeline sitting on the bottom of the lake to me is not common sense. It's an accident waiting to happen. Will it happen? I don't know the odds of it happening are small, but I don't want to ever be in charge and allow that action to take place because it will destroy the natural resources in our states and the coastal people or coastal towns and people who depend on the fishing industry for a livelihood. However, they've come up with a common sense solution. Oh, guess what? You have line five and you bury the tunnel and you run all other sorts of things like cables and um, high speed internet through that same tunnel. And now it's safe and protected. That makes sense, because what I do want to do is make sure that everybody in the state of Michigan has good, affordable, clean energy. Right. That's that's what we all want. In line five, they've already proposed, hey, we're going to dig a tunnel underneath. Makes sense. It's going to be protected. Now, up north doesn't have to rely on propane. Look at how much propane is going to cost those poor people up there. And then they have to um, travel with all these trucks on the roads. So we have all these trucks delivering the propane, which is going to hammer down our already beat up roads. And then there's accidents that could happen with the trucks. So it's it's a risk analysis, folks. That's what it is. And to me, burying it makes total sense. Everybody gets affordable, cheap energy. I'm going to take it a little step further because I think we, a leader, has to have a little bit more foresight with some things about the energy crisis of what's going to happen. I'm all for a clean earth. Okay, well, what's happening right now with China is they already surpassed us in coal and they're going to surpass us in nuclear energy in 2030. Our nuclear reactors are getting decommissioned in some areas. We're not rebuilding a bunch of them. So what do you think is going to happen, folks, when we plug in? I don't even know how many cars there are out there in the US. 300 million, I'm assuming. 300 million, maybe more than that. So what are we going to do when we plug in 300 million cars? They all need to be charged. Where do you think we're going to get that energy? Do you really think wind and solar is going to be able to do that? There's not a snowball chance in Hades, folks. So we have to start looking in the future and say, hey, I'm all for if you want electric cars. Cool. But how are we going to power? them? All right. So those are the things and questions that we need to ask. And that's why we have to have the right leadership in place to have foresight to see what's coming. And that's very important. And not be so reactionary off a political narrative, but actually put some sense and some depth of conversation into it from a variety of different people and then come up with a solution that's good for the group as a whole. You know, the governor just wants to shut down line five because she's pushing this the, the Green New Deal. Right. And there's OK, so we're going to hammer down on the UP in the northern Michigan. It doesn't make any sense, especially when there is a logical way of doing it and a common sense way of doing it. So, of course, I'm pro line five as long as it can be done in a safe way common sense that's fair road repairs fix the damn roads okay absolutely i we we've all suffered for many years i've been traveling all throughout the state and i get whiplash as i'm bouncing up and down in we the people's campaign car so let's talk about the roads and so i'm still looking into this issue on what can we do to make sure that we're fixing them so two things that i want to point out number 1 i really feel that we need to bring it back down to the local level i'm all against governmental overreach. And what's happened in our society is government is in every single day of our lives. I'm for limited government big time. Okay. I'm for limited government folks. And so when you look at the Michigan department of transportation and how, kind of how they oversee everything, but they're, they're not fixing the problem. So I, I believe we should switch it, allow the townships and the counties to have the power to fix the roads? Because guess what? When you live in that township, when you live in that county, you know exactly where every gosh darn pothole is, right? And you don't have to go through this bureaucratic chain of trying to get that pothole fixed next year. So it makes sense to me, is there a way to cut some things and get away from the, the government running it and allow the local townships and the local counties to run it? That's what I'm investigating right now. Because I know this, there is a lot of unnecessary spending in our state. That is what happens when you get politicians in the office. That is what happens when you allow government to take over is just spend, 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 raise more and more taxes, spend, spend, spend. We have to run it like a business. And that's one of the things that I loved about President Trump is he ran it like a business. So it's very important when we get people into these elected offices and these public servants to represent us, that they're running it like a business. There is no reason why we can't go in the state of Michigan and look at some of these agencies, some of this this governmental agencies that have been put in place. There's gotta be areas where we can cut spending. I guarantee it. And that's one thing that I want to do is go in and say, OK, we don't need that. Where can we save money and allow it to be more efficient in the Michigan Department of Transportation right now? In my eyes, if we can bring it down to the local level in the townships and in and, and counties to handle these problems, I feel that we're going to be able to be more efficient in, in fixing the damn roads, as the governor promised, but never really fulfilled. OK, so that is what I'm investigating right now. I don't know the answer to it, but that's why. I've told you in the past, too, is not only business owners, but entrepreneurs. And I'm an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs think outside the box. Entrepreneurs are not going to follow everything A plus B equals C. We're going to say, okay, how can we have foresight and how can we foresee what's going to happen and maybe come up with some solutions that may be permanent and wouldn't need so much fixing? So I believe bringing it to the local level, number one. But number two, there's got to be some technology out there. Because the one thing the Midwest has a problem with, obviously, is the freeze thaw, which crumbles the roads, right? Because if you go down south, the reason Florida's roads are so nice because they don't freeze. And so the things aren't expanding and contracting and all this stuff that makes them crumble. But there's got to be some type of technology out there that allows roads to move and groove with the thaw and the freeze, right? I, I don't know yet, but that's where we come up with a permanent solution. Maybe these roads will last longer if we start thinking outside the box and say, huh, you know, instead of doing a definition of insanity is every day we fix the road and it crumbles again and we fix the road, we crumble again. We're just spending all of tax dollars, which we, the people are paying. Is there a technology that maybe we can invest in that allows the roads to work better and allow them to take the, the insane temperature changes that the state of Michigan has and is it something that we can invest in to make sure that these roads last a little longer? See, that's where entrepreneurs think. Like, let's fix the problem. Let's just not put a Band-Aid on it and continue to spend more and more money. So those are some of the things that I kind of wanted to bring to your attention today, just so you know where I'm at. But there's there's so much going on. There's so many issues. You know, when we win this state, it's going to be a hot mess because you can see that unemployment's a mess. The secretary of state is a mess. And all these big corporations who have got very wealthy over this past year, right, but hammered down on small businesses, they are making all their employees go online now. They're moving people out of the state, right? I toured Dearborn and saw the hundreds of thousands of square feet of empty office space that used to be filled with Ford's employees. But now they're like, hey, we save money if everybody works from home. I guarantee you this, working at home is not as efficient as coming to an office. I'm going to tell you that right now. But number two, they're moving people out of the state, which was happening even before COVID. And so what do you think is going to happen when we're allowing people to work at home, which you're not going to be more efficient because you're always going to be disruptive. I know it's easier and it's, and it's more fun. However, it's not going to be efficient. You can already see the quality come down in a lot of these businesses, right? But number two, when you're working at home and you're not traveling to your work and you're leaving the state or the town, those dry cleaners, those gas stations, those small restaurants, all of those local small mom and pop facilities are getting hammered. They're 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 getting out of business. And then we have an unemployment mess that even when they can open, they can't even open fully because the unemployment's a wreck. And you still have this governor going down this insane narrative of this kind of leftist agenda that is going against everything that this country is about, rewarding laziness, you know, rewarding people who break the law, rewarding people who come here illegally. That can't happen. And I'm sorry to be the bad guy in some of these in these situations. But I'm always going to put America first. I'm always going to put Michigan first, folks. And so we have to come up with these solutions together as we, the people, and move it forward. But it's going to be a hot mess. It is. But I'm telling you, when we get in, we'll take it back and we're going to analyze some things. And I'm going to have a great plan to put in place. But it's going to take a while. People want that instant gratification. That's what we've been wired to be is instant gratification. It's going to take time. But we need to get the right people in the office, and we need to continue to hammer down, and that's why, again, the Unlock Michigan 2 campaign is going to be starting here in the mid to late August, and I'm going to help circulate that. I can't be a co-chair on this one because I'm running for governor. However, I'm going to help circulate that because that fulfills my vow to all of you because you know everybody has been following me ever since the beginning, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And we restored the checks and balances by getting that repeal 1945 law that the legislature is going to vote on soon. But the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the legislature. But still, we need one. We will still want to get that nasty law off the books, just in case no governor. Can, and so no governor can use it in the future. And number two, and make sure no governor can weaponize the health department. In which it, this this is a sour spot with me because the rhinos, you know who you are. You had a chance to block the nomination of Elizabeth Hertel. and you guys and girls didn't. You said, oh, well, she's a good person. Look what she has done. Look what she has done. She has masked up our babies, and they continue with this insane narrative of putting all these regulations in the businesses with all these COVID regulations that these businesses have to be. Now we have employers threatening vaccines, or you have to wear the mask for the rest of your life, or if you're not getting vaccinated, you can't come to work. Look at the mess. And you rhinos out there, you freaking had your chance, and you didn't block it. Now look what has happened. You all need to be held accountable and I will hold every single one of you accountable because election time, I will be coming up with some very, very tough questions for you to answer if you're not termed out. So that's another problem that we're going to address folks, but I will be helping the unlock Michigan petition to take away the powers of the health department because the definition of insanity is already happening. They're segregating our kids. If you're not vaccinated, then you're going to have to wear the mask all day. Unbelievable. And again, sorry, I'm going off on tangents this morning. If you go to the Let Them Play Facebook group, I'm spearheaded by Jamie, has been doing amazing things. Make sure you follow that Facebook group. They're already doing lawsuits. They're hammering down amazing, amazing people in that group. So if you want to get involved, that is your opportunity to go to the Let Them Play Facebook group and and follow them and see what they're doing and get involved any way that you can. And, of course, we are still looking. All right. I'm, I'm going to keep bringing it up. I'm going to keep bringing it up. So somebody made a comment the other day. It's, Garrett, you don't need fundraising because you have 580,000 people that support you. And she was reflecting back on the citizens petition, which we had 539,000 people sign it, which is great, which is phenomenal. However, Governor Whitmer in this past election, folks, got 2.2 million votes. 2.2 million. Um, Bill Shooty, I think, got 1.9. All right. We need... To spread our messaging and the only way to spread our messaging is fundraising and getting on the big tube the TV with our commercials because our content is on point. We have an amazing team, but we have to get on TV to fight her narrative because look, they're already talking about our campaign and all of our little emails, but as soon as we start becoming a real threat they are going to release all of their garbage on TV and have horrible commercials about me. It says I'm a right wing extremist and I'm a a COVID denier, as they called me. Um, And we have to combat that with our content. That's why there's going to be a commercial war. But we need money to do that. All right. So we are going to be in fundraising mode from here on out. We need six million by the primary. And they're saying for the general, it's going to be anywhere from 30 to 50. I heard 100 million dollars. But at that time, that's when all the, the national money starts coming in. But right now we need $6 million for the primary and that's all grassroots folks. And so if every single one of you out there, help us with this campaign and just donate $20 a month to become a monthly member. That's all. That's all we're asking. We're all doing sacrifices right now. But if you can just sacrifice, One night out with your family to go out to eat and just donate to this campaign, we're going to be able to represent you because I want you to remember what has been done to you this past year, what has been done to your family, what has been done to your kids, what continues to happen to your kids. That is what the sting has to be on your heart and soul. And that's why we need you to be involved. This is your campaign. This is your run for governor. I am I'm just an expression of all of you, but we need your financial support. You can donate at least $20 a month to help this thing move forward as we build this train and choo-choo all the way to Lansing, folks. But we need that support. So you can do that also at garrettfrommichigan.com. There's a membership link. You click on it, you put the information and it's only for the next 16 months. And it's all just for 16 months, not for the rest of your life, 16 months. And one more thing I got on my note right here. I'm pro-election integrity. I'm pro-requiring voter ID. And my big thing, I made a video on this last week, which I still get, like, you are are you for the forensic audit? It's a win-win for conservatives. And I, and I don't understand this. There's so many stuff going on. If you just do the forensic audit, it's a win-win. It's going to do one of two things, or do both. Number one, it's going to restore voter confidence, which is needed. All right. People need to realize that when they show up the vote, that it counts. And so for the conservatives not to do a forensic audit, it just doesn't make sense. Folks, just do it. Accept the affidavits. Look through them. Let it go through the bureaucratic mess. Right. And then if there's no evidence that swayed the election, then OK, then we know the forensic audit's been done. We can all get back to life and go forward to working towards um, Governor Whitmer not getting elected in 2022. And that's going to restore people's confidence. Or number two it's going to say, huh, there was voter fraud. Oh my gosh, and it was on a level that swayed the results in the state of Michigan. Here's where it gets interesting. That's called treason. And anybody that is responsible for that should be held accountable to the highest level of the law. Nobody should ever, ever mess with our election process. And if that ever comes out, And if you guys and gals would just accept it and just do it just to appease a lot of people, it's going to do more good than bad. Trust me. But for those responsible, that's treason. And we have to make a statement that you never, ever mess with our elections, because that's one of the things that makes America unbelievable is our election process. And I understand there's, there's voter fraud in every election right? There's a little bit because the the mail-in ballots and everything else like that, there is a potential for it to happen, but we need to be proven, and that's what you can do by doing a forensic audit. Did it happen at the level that could have swayed the election, okay? Those are the things that you need to answer to all of us. So that's what I have for you today. Sorry I went so long for 24 minutes, but now I'm on my way to Hillsdale County Um, to meet with some very, very great people to start putting into some plans and then we'll move this state forward together as we the people. So make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel to make sure you're getting all my information. Make sure that you're also, if you want to become a monthly member and share this folks, share the video, share the monthly member stuff because we need to continue to raise funds. Okay, so God bless every single one of you. God bless the state of Michigan and God bless these United States. Have a fantastic, wonderful day. And we're going to continue to hammer down to represent all of you. All right, folks, have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.